Um, hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Brewery Resource Roadshow online, as we've uh, been doing it this time in these uh, difficult conditions. Uh, very lucky to be joined today by Jim Rankin uh, from Rankins. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm very well now, Paul. Thank very, you. Very good. Uh, it's good to have you here today. Um, for those of the, our customers who you haven't met you before, Jim, would you like to introduce yourself and uh, just say what you do at Rankins? Yeah, of course. We, um, I'm Jim Rankin. I'm the commercial director and owner of, of um, Rankin Brothers and Sons. We, amongst other things, we grow cork out in Portugal. Uh, we manage uh, some estates and, and farms out in Portugal, but we also manufacture closures for the beers, wines and spirits industry. The brewing sector is, is, is at the core of, of, of what we do, looking after the brewing sector is at the core of our activities. We um, support the sector with the supply development and supply of shives, cask closures, shives, keystones, uh, cake caps uh, and other items. And we support the wider beers, wines and spirits industry with, with closures. So things like T-top stoppers for, I don't know, what is that? Uh, I'm trying to think of a Herefordshire gin but Chase Distillery. Thanks, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, so we supply stoppers to, to, to that business, as indeed we supply stoppers for, for brands like Johnny Walker and, and William Grant, Glenford, and this, that, and the other. So all those fiddly little uh, bottle tops that you can't get off quick enough to actually get on in and enjoy the product. So yeah. closures for the for, for, for bottles and, and closures for casting cake. Well, I know we've enjoyed a very good partnership with you, Jim, over the last... Uh... Well, how many, how many years it is? It must be getting on for ten years now. I would think uh, we, we've stocked your products mm -hmm. here, and, and our customers have been very grateful of the fact they can just come in and pick up a few uh, uh, shives and keystones when they're when they're also picking up their hops and their malt and their yeast. It's worked very well. So uh, thank you for the for the work that we've done on that, and uh, your your supplies are always in good time. So that's great. We really appreciate that. And I'm sure our customers do too. Well, is 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 that shopping basket? What what we can't necessarily do. Is is do what you do, and that that's that's particularly for for the more local business, put together that that you know that that basket of goods. Um, if they came on to us, there might be a barrier, there might be a, some kind of challenge with regard to minimum order quantities and this, that, and the other. And what, what you and your team at Ferrum skillfully done is is allow sort of access to our products by sort of putting that that basket together. So you know, thanks well, thanks for your support. Well, no, excellent. Thanks, Jim. Um, so, you know, thinking about closures, really, I mean, it's been a strange old 12 months with uh, lockdown, and I guess there's been quite a lot of bottles and cans sold over the last 12 months. Has that changed the way that the business is working? Yeah, it, it has. If, if, if we look at the three sectors, the beers, wines and spirits sectors, um, independently, beer, well, we all know where beer is, and particularly for our activities um, within that sector, it's all about cask. Yeah. And of course, there haven't been any sales of cask beer, sadly. Um, not many, at least, this, yeah. this, this last year or so. What with hospitality in lockdown and yeah, by the pubs in lockdown and, and, and the brewers having to do uh, different, different things. So that's had a major, major impact um, on the business. But um, with the good news that's recently been rolled, rolled out about the easing of restrictions and and us at least within a few weeks time being able to get out and enjoy 
spring sunshine in a pub garden and there's certainly other we're now seeing brewers come back into the business and we're seeing demand for shives and cast closures uh, start to uh, tickle up so so we're hopeful we're 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 hopeful of some kind of uh, you know uh, rebound as the hospitality sector reawakens with regard to wines well that's kind of it's been steady as she goes. Um, there's been huge investment in the wine sector. Uh, that is the UK producers uh, in the last 10, 15 years. We've even got the French rowing across the channel as fast as they can, investing in and, and planting in new vineyards right across the southeast of England. So our wines are doing really, really well. So it's really exciting um, to be part of the supply chain going into a very dynamic uh, and very investing um, sector there. So wines and the demand for our closures into the wine sector has remained relatively stable um, because, of course, everybody's enjoying a, a glass of fizz uh, in the week and English sparkling wine, well, I can tell you, it would rival any decent French uh, champagne. And I'd encourage all of your viewers and all of your team to get stuck into English sparkling because... You know, we're competing with the French in international awards and, and, and we're winning. We're beating them. Um, so happy days, happy days. With regard to spirits, it's a mixed bag. There's been a flight down to the more value brands, which is understandable as more people are shopping online and shopping from home. Uh, as it were, world duty-free because we're not traveling, we're not getting into planes, has ground to a halt. So whereby we were supplying a lot of T-top stoppers to um, premium and deluxe and luxury malt whiskey brands, those sales are predicated on international markets and world duty-free, and those sales have dramatically reduced. However, the, the craft renaissance, the craft distilling renaissance that, that really... Um, was started four or five years ago in the UK, has um, and it's all predicated on local tastes and flavours. We've got so many more local distilleries that have sprung up, up, down, and across the country these last three, four years. Happy days for us as consumers. We've got more choice than we've ever had previously. It's not, you know, when we talk about gins, it's not just, you know, Theater and, and Gordon's, it's it's the menu of choices is is now vast. And, and what our business has been able to do is, is reach out to those those local businesses, those brand owners, and support them um, with the development and supply closures. I think we're seeing the same on hops to a certain extent. You know, people are using the great hops from America and New Zealand in their beers, but also now people are looking a little bit closer to home with the locally grown stuff so that they can... Uh, Say that they've you know, got the local provenance, the low food miles, uh, low carbon footprint, much, you know, much more of the, I suppose, as local breweries, that's that's ideal, losing, using local hops. So it's, it's, it's all coming around to that sort of um, mm. more uh, locally pr produced produce. And, and I guess Brexit's had an effect on that as well. Have, have, you, have you seen much of an effect from Bre Brexit in your business? Oh. Huge. I mean, yeah. There he was, our, our dear beloved Prime Minister, saying, "You know, I've got a deal. I've got a deal." What he what he failed to <laughs> to tell us about was the just the sheer burden of paperwork and res other responsibilities that, that that come in with the importation of goods from from um, 
you know, the, the European Union and, 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 and in the export um, the other way. Um, you know, we, we have seen, we ship goods from our plants in Spain and Portugal week in, week out. We, we fill trucks and, and they come across the channel every single week of the year. Um, and we reckon that we have got in the order of about an additional 60, maybe 70,000 pounds worth uh, annually in additional costs through customs declarations and clearances. So it's been a real headache. And it's yeah. been a real headache for our customers in, in the Republic of Ireland because we're bringing stuff in from a member state, or, or sorry, we're bringing stuff in from the EU now into the UK to transship it to another member state of the European Union. So the paperwork that goes with all of that it's is just, just yeah. yeah, it is a nightmare. But we've we just about got our heads around it, and 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 we're working with some terrific freight forwarders that have, have skillfully sort of helped us through all of this. Lovely. But, you know, it's it's cost. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and, you know, you, you sometimes look at the paperwork required and you think, really? How much? <laughs> yeah, especially for goods that were just being shipped straight across the water very easily three months ago. So, yeah, yeah. Anyway, mm. enough about Brexit, Jim. I'm more interested in what you've been up to in the last five months, really, as a business. Has, has the business been uh, um, moving forward in lockdown? Have you been able to do some new projects and things like that, Liz? Do you know what we've 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 used the time? I hope wisely. Um, at the back end of 2019, we acquired our, our long-standing supply chain partner, uh, Plasmatech, which is a manufacturing business. Plasmatech have been responsible for manufacturing the plastic mouldings that, that we sold, uh, not only to the brewing industry through the Shards and the Keystones, but also um, a myriad other products that we supply into the spirits and wine sector. Um, so that was a big investment for us, huge investment, and it couldn't have come at a more challenging time. Back mm -hmm. end of 2019, and then we, you know, set sail um, um, for, for 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 COVID in in January, February, and March. But look, I mean, you know, despite it it being a challenging time, the the you know the acquisition is just one part of our overall strategy to take more ownership of our our supply chain and and, and the activities within the supply chain. Um, and I mean control in the nicest possible sense of, 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 of the word. Of course, you know, it's to the benefit of our customers and our, and our, and our partners. Yeah, uh, like yeah. we're now in complete control of the manufacturer of our, our, our shives and, and our keystones and other products. But it also means that we can deliver on our longer term strategies. And, and the tight downtime that we've had during COVID has allowed us to really reset the business to, to start having internal conversations about who we are and what we want to do going forward. And the bottom line is that we need to be a, a more, much more sustainable business. Um, I mean, we're six generations. Um, we're, we're, the business was first established in 1774. So to safeguard our future, we have to we have to think about ways in which we can remain relevant to our customers. We have to listen to, them. We have to understand the challenges that they face, because often the challenges they face are the same ones that, that, that we face, and we have to respond accordingly. So we've developed a really ambitious and robust plan to transform the business over the next 
uh, five years. So through our 250th anniversary in, in, in 2024 and beyond. And it's all about sustainability. We are lifting every stone. We're looking at the raw materials that we use to identify more environmentally positive options, uh, whether it's natural, whether it's biosourced, whether it's biodegradable, whether it's recycled or recyclable. Um, we're looking at the design of our buildings. Um, we're looking at how they function and how they impact on the environment. Um, so this takes us down, down the road of the adoption of, of sort of green energies like solar and, 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 uh, and wind energy. We're building a brand new factory in Portugal um, that will have a zero carbon footprint. Um, but we're also looking at our behaviors. Um, we're asking our, ourselves how we can change our ways of working to, to lessen um, our in, in environmental footprint or, or impact. Um, so, so it's all good stuff. Yeah, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah, excellent. Uh, and it, and you know, I suppose the downtime has allowed us to, again, reset the business. Yeah, yeah. And uh, what about your Raise a Glass uh, uh, initiative? How's that going? It's going really well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's <laughs> again, during lockdown, um, we were obviously, as we went into the first lockdown, we were obviously deeply concerned about how the hospitality trade and thereby the, the, the pubs and the breweries would be impacted. So we spent a lot of time thinking about how we can reach out and how we can help the sector. Yeah. Um, so from that concern, our Raise a Glass campaign was, was born. Um, you know, we, we recognise that, that the longstanding loyalty our customers um, have had, and we want to thank them, really, and, and, and thank them by giving something tangible back. Um, so our ambition with Razor Glass is, is really to drive consumer interest to their door. <laughs> it's not about us interfering with how they conduct their business because they know how to do their business. But if we can, through the Razor Glass campaign, um, so create the consumer interest and drive the consumers to them, then you know, the more and more consumers start to knock on their door and say, we want some, <laughs> then... Yeah. They'll develop their own ways through either drive-through, click-and-collect, home deliveries, et cetera, et cetera. Um, they'll develop their, a myriad of ways in, in order to continue to be able to serve their customers. So, we're, you know, it, it, it's, it's a good campaign. We've got good pickup. We supply all the assets. Um, you know, it doesn't cost the breweries anything. If we can leverage our social media platform with theirs, and vice versa becomes a virtuous yeah, no, it's, it's all good. I think uh, we've, we've been involved as well. And uh, Charlie mm. on, on our marketing team, she's been very proactive in retweeting and uh, helping to, to promote the, the, the campaign. I think it's a great idea to, to try and get more people just to raise glass, have a, have another um, beverage perhaps yeah. in the evening and share something with friends online or uh, with the family. It's always good to try and encourage people to have a, uh, a beer and relax a little bit as well and uh, very important to do so but um yeah anything else that's been going on through the year jim that you'd like to share with us um well i think again sustainability is one thing um raise a glass and we're going to continue with the raise a glass uh, campaign mm -hmm. uh, through and beyond uh, this pandemic because i think that and, and we touched on it lightly earlier you know the, the specter of, of, of brexit and mm -hmm. 
therein um, are a whole set of, of different challenges. So I think COVID and Brexit and, and similar challenges have, have given us a chance really to, to think about what's in our own backyard, to, to, to think about, you know, it's all about local supply chains having robust supply chains in place so that our local brewers, as well as distillers and winemakers up and down and across the country and the UK and, and in Ireland are well served. Um, and, you know, for us, uh, the, the razor glass is just one part of a, a larger movement, I suppose. In, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got anything coming up in the future that's uh, on the horizon that, uh, going forward? Is there anything? Well, we going? have, and, and, it, and it kind of chimes in with, with what we're seeking to uh, achieve on, on sustainability. We're very, very excited. And I've, been, I've got a gagging order placed on me, and, and, and this forum. Uh, this chat now isn't the right time for me to, to divulge too much. But we're very, very excited about a scheme that is in development um, that will um, that mean that the brewers are in a happier place when it comes to their shives and keystones. Okay. Um, I think well, that I, sounds I, good. I, sounds exciting. You got us. You got us all uh, on tent hooks now. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's just just keep a hold of your hat. Um, and, and there'll be good news um, happening in May uh, when we're seeking to launch uh, the scheme. Um, fantastic, fantastic. Okay, well, that's great news to, uh, to perhaps end on. Uh, it's been great uh, catching up, Jim. Thank you very much indeed for your time. And I'm sure if any of our customers want information on your products, they're all available on the website. There are links from our website as well. Please get in touch if you want technical information or just want to chat generally. We're always here to help. 